Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me a fair amount of the rep, rep blah, 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 of the rapping party, starting with our barbarian. Hanzi, the Yuckfolk Barbarian, played by Melon. Our fighter. That would be Becky, uh, the uh, Battlemaster fighter, played by Tyler. Our warlock. Elise, playing Thistle, the half-elf rogue. Our cleric and, and our... What? I got my uh, class wrong because it's been a long time. Yeah, that's, I said warlock, you're good. Well, people uh, have been following along with the episodes, so they, yeah. they understood right away. They're like, mm -hmm. oh. And joining us tonight is a guest player oh, playing hi. their warlock. What? Hi, uh, this is Jesse playing Valendis. Nice. Returning Hello. listeners might recognize this character from a previous campaign, and I indulge you to do so. Uh, our, our cleric, nor our paladin are with us. Hopefully they'll be joining us soon. So when we last left off, you guys had just been sort of like back into Rapik into the boss's office, and he's sitting there sort of welcoming you back. So he goes, so uh, like I said, he can be rough to get to know, but he's a good guy. Anyway, I'm glad that you guys are back. Uh, we have uh, another job available for you. And uh, actually, it's not for me this time. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? He gestures to the side of the chamber and you see sort of stepping out and approaching uh, the desk from the boss's side is you see a drow um, with shaggy white hair um, in fine black clothes trimmed in silver. And he walks up and goes, good evening. Um, or morning. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> uh, my name is Valendes. And, um, well, the boss here, um, he overheard me bemoaning a job I have to do for my employer. Uh, it's a simple matter. Just a just have to fight a dragon um but he he was very insistent about uh, me hiring you so what like do you i say? told valendes here you guys you're great you've helped me out with a bunch of different tasks and he's gonna be joining you anyway to make sure it gets done correctly so well, well as I, always, believe, I believe that the uh, confidence you're instilling in us uh is in making me inclined to uh, uh, to accept this offer. Okay, that's one. I believe my paladin and uh, my paladin friend can can attest to that. Uh, Ahanzi is literally like just picking something out of her and goes, "I'm in." Charming. I'll hit and it. And I have a paladin friend just like you. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a paladin. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm the barbarian. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So sitting in front of you, Valendes is. Uh, you guys I'm, give, like, a brief... Yeah. Uh, I'm a Hanzi, and she'll put out a very, very large hand. Uh, she's a very tall yak folk. She stands at about uh, maybe just a smidge under eight feet tall without her horns. Um, and wears very, very simple furs, belts, uh, with various weaponry and accoutrement very much akin to what a hunter would usually carry. 
Um, and strapped across her back is a very, very large maul uh, that is kind of glistening with ice cream. <laughs> nice. Uh, Valen will walk up, shake your hand, and, well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Ahanzi. Uh, like I said, I, had, I have a paladin friend. You might be a barbarian, but I do have a paladin friend that's just like you. Uh, as, as he steps closer to you, you get a, a, a slight undertone in the air of a sulfur, and you can hear a ticking very faintly coming from his left arm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I will also bring. Hey, I'm Becky. You can call me Becky. Uh, approaching you is a like roughly four foot eleven uh, dragonborn. Uh, <clears throat> he's a, a, a green. He's a green scale dragonborn. He's got a he's got a couple of little scut, uh, uh, cuts and scrapes all over him. He's got gold freckles on his uh, on his cheekbones. Uh, and he's he's got a uh, crossbow slung around his back, a, a big one, um, and it's got a, a like a little a silvery like I guess underbarrel is what you would say. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got a general demeanor of like a um, think about like a, an army like cook, you know what I mean? Like he's a little greasy, he's mm-hmm. a little gross. He's got like but a bunch of random kitchen knives. Nice. A pleasure to meet you, Becky. And he'll extend a hand as well. Oh, what a lovely and man. To the to the last of the active players right now is uh, the youngest of them. Yeah, uh, Thistle is a young half-elf. Um, so I, I always forget how half-elves age, but like, you know, 20 in human years. Um, very stylishly dressed. Um, you know, she recently got her hair re-dyed, and so the frost and the ombre is impeccable. Uh, so this is already taking too much time, so she's just gonna, you know, kind of boredly wave and go, alright, let's go. Uh, Valandess, you get a distinct, uh, familiar, um, taste of fey in the air around, around this one. Hmm. You, uh, you sparkle a little bit, don't you? I do, and I want to strike a pose. No, well, leave it to an elf. Uh, and, uh, I appreciate your style. The other two members of the party are a Mandalorian forge cleric. Um, nice. W- she's a rust dwarf. No, no, she's not a rust dwarf. Sorry. Uh, huh? Half dwarf. Um, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my characters confused. I've run too many campaigns. Yeah. So the other, the there's a half orc cleric, um, who looks like a smith dressed for war. And then the paladin is also a dragonborn, but he's a bit more staunch than Becky, um, and is clad in much heavier armor. Okay. Uh, and even though the symbols on his armor and arms sort of cast him as a paladin or like a holy warrior, you don't see him openly brandishing a holy symbol. Hmm. Okay. So the boss goes, all right, you've met your employer for this task. Get the fuck out of my office. Mr. Des, take your time. Well, the pleasure, as always. And he'll exit the office. Lead on, I guess. 
Yep. What door? So, Valandess, you know which hallway and what door down what hallway you all need to take for the task. Um, mm-hmm. But you all, at this time, are in Ratbeak. Now, it, if you just follow me, um, it's a short walk. Um, we'll be traveling quite some distance, but I don't know if you've noticed about this place. Um, distance doesn't mean a lot when you get going down the hallways. How long yeah. it take you to buy your way out? Buy my way out? Of Radbeak? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I came here um, on my own business the first time. Uh, yeah. I have, I have a an employer who has a vested interest in my freedom. Um, except when it comes to him. Man, mine doesn't give a shit. Now, that's not fair at all. Boss likes us. Uh, give it time. Um, it, uh, the first hundred years, uh, things go grow fond. Or tolerable. I think he's lovely now. <laughs> Bucky, I don't know if you've met my my dear friend. Oh, that boss. Right. I don't know if we're talking about the same boss, but that's all I right. Talking Not a about problem. the boss. You know the guy that goes by boss. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Lots of bosses going on here. Yeah. Uh, you know it's life. For all intents and purposes, I am your boss now. So why don't you follow me, and we'll be going through this door right here. And he points to the door in front of him. So is there any protests about getting underway? Uh, I do have a question. Oh, by all means. Why why exactly does this dragon need help? Is there any particular interest you're allowed to impart to us? Oh, I'm allowed to impart anything I'd like. What I will impart is that I require a piece of it. Um, It's heart, mainly. Um, Intact, if at all possible. Um, the rest of it, I could care less about. I mean, if we kill it, I think accommodate. What kind of dragon are we going after? Um, it's older. Old. <clears throat> Just so we're clear, the only dragon we've ever dealt with was an illusion, so... Oh, well, uh... As this one will faith, be very real. Uh, I can assure you. As much faith as the boss placed in us. I, I have trepidation, but I'm here one way or another. Oh, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. And he kind of rolls his shoulders. I think we can handle anything. Um, but I'll let you guys do most of the work. You are under my employ, after all. What a positive man. You know, Confidence. My, I have a little bit of self-doubt. Oh, no, you're bringing my confidence up. Well, I'm just uh, going to address the obvious, uh, the very obvious question that I'm sure is on a few of our minds. What's pay? The pay? Uh, well, the boss can settle that with you afterwards, but uh, you'll be reasonably accommodated afterwards. Um I, I'm not too worried about the money you'll be getting, and I don't think you should be worried either. Um, well, it'll be handsome. Wrong by us yet. Uh, I'm a man of resource. Uh, even if the boss decides to stiff you, um, 
I'll make sure you're taken care of. Oh, I don't think he'd do that. He's a very reasonable and lovely man. And that is where you make your most grave mistake when it comes to the boss. Eh. You can see that, like, uh, Ahanzi is, like, stifling a, a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him do anything wrong by me, so until I see otherwise, I'm going to keep believing it. Oh, you'll never see him do wrong by anybody. You might see the effects of his decisions, though. But so goes the life of a boss. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, partial against violence or anything, or any kind of underhanded... You uh, shot a child once. I did shoot a child, and I hate them to this day. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, she threatened to carve me heart out. So, I, I don't know. I thought I was justified. Sounds reasonable. Anyway, Don't shall we? Gets to carve people's hearts out, and maybe they'll live. Valendes, <laughs> I assume, at this point, has run out of patience and opens the door. Oh yeah, yeah. The, he's been like slowly opening the door behind him this whole time. So, as always, behind the doors are uh, a, a sheet of blackness, but uh, you all can feel a rush of hot air. Did we go into hell again, guys? Damn it. When did we go to hell? You weren't there, but... Oh. You weren't there that time. Maybe I'd have a different opinion of Bolsa after that one. Yeah. It's not all that bad. To be fair, we weren't there for very long. <laughs> the people we dealt with were fairly pleasant. Oh. See? Underworld types get a bad rep. They're just misunderstood. You know, after you said you killed a child, I, I had a thought that one of the I dead realms might be the place for you. Die to be fair. I sh I just I just smacked the. Sh she oh. Just had to get the new replacement. <laughs> well, half measures, I suppose. <clears throat> right. Uh, do, you, do you all right. go through? <laughs> yeah, we all go through. There <laughs> we go. Uh, so, <clears throat> the environment that surrounds you all that matches the hot air that you felt as you approached and walked through the door. You were all in the early morning sunrise in the middle, for all that you know, of the Yalzar Majora Desert. Uh. You step out of a threshold of a mostly rotten away and hanging off of one hinge door in a stony ruins that barely sticks out of the sands. Lovely. Ahanzi is already, already oh. upset at this situation. Like, she is already visibly uncomfortable simply because of the heat, but says nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, you're yak folk in the desert. It's a bad time. Uh-huh. I'm wearing chain mail, so I'm not much better. You don't have fur. Well, it is still cool in the shadows of the ruins. Um, but... Valandess, you sort of feel your heart pull you to the northeast. All right, it is, uh, it's this way if you don't mind following me. Don't mind at all, boss. Did you happen to bring us any water for this trip? Uh, I, I stopped by the supply store and picked up some before we got here. Uh, Valen pulls a jug off of his, uh, 
his belt and tosses it to you and said, I'm going to want that back after we're done, but uh, that's yours for now. It's a, it's an alchemy jug. Yeah. <laughs> the play- that is me, the player, laughing, not a Hansi. <laughs> <laughs> right, Thistle just tips back and drinks a gallon of mayo. <laughs> Always the mayonnaise. Always so, the mayonnaise. It's so gross and unnecessary. I mean, <laughs> but if you get so gross to say, like, mustard. I disagree. You would not. I mean, I like mayonnaise. I would drink a gallon. I would. Fair, I but let me tell you this. Enough mayonnaise for him to make potato salad once, and that got us all drinks, so. I'll, I'll say this. If I was camping with a bunch of adventurers and I knew that someone in my party had a mysterious like jug that they could dump out a gallon of mayonnaise or a gallon of mustard I'd rather deal with the smell of day old gallon mustard than a than than mayo thank you <laughs> I would still ask if like is peanut butter available is <laughs> So you guys quickly leave the respite and pleasant nature of the ruins. And as they quickly disappear behind you, you can see more and more dunes in all directions. Uh, a short time of travel leads you all to see an interesting uh, thing that you don't just quite understand at first. Uh, you can see that there's these massive swaths on the dunes that are like sharp slides. Like imagine if you like slid down a riverbed, like that big like depression and such, but it's glass. Oh, cool. Ooh. Somebody's been breathing fire. I think you might be right about that. This is probably where we need to be. Uh, do do I know anything about you know? So obviously, this is where rough stores are from, right? Right. This is where they dwell. Yeah. Okay. Um, do I know anything about like rough stores and glass in particular? Like, do our rough stores like either known? for glasswork or known to like never use glasswork or anything sure go ahead and make a history check oh uh seven i mean you have no idea okay it's probably more likely the dragons than restaurants okay um valen do you have any like big detection abilities that i might not be aware of um, I mean, he he has detect. Actually, no, he doesn't. I took that invocation off. No, he doesn't. I have uh, look look at look at footprints <laughs> as a okay. skill. Do you want to apply that skill to here? Yeah, sure. If I can make a uh, survival check to see if uh, I mean it, it'd be difficult because I'm not. I'm sure I'm not used to deserts and the sand shift and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to try to make a survival check to see if I can. Any kind of inclination. As do you not. do this to the the glass swaths as well, or just the surrounding area? A surrounding area, including the glass swaths, if I can. Yeah, 
All right, let her roll. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> That would be. That is a ten. Okay. Um, so you see tracks, but and they're and they're like at both ends of these golden swaths that seem to be about as wide as the swaths, but you have no idea what they are. Huh? Like, are they massive or? No. They're, I mean, they're sizable, but, like, you can't even tell how many digits there are. You're like, clearly something was walking, then this glass swath happens, and then it starts to walk again. Would they be about the size of a pack animal? Like I said, the swaths are maybe three feet wide. Okay. And, the, you like, you can see that these, like, uh, tracks are about as wide. So you can probably infer that those two things are connected, but you have no idea what they would be. Okay. Well, I found some tracks here, but I can't tell how many digits there are. Three feet wide. I mean, it's got to be a big... Hmm. Yeah, that sounds about like what we're looking for. Um, well, I say we follow them. Let's um, see where they lead here. Okay. Do we, do we have any kind of well, do you have any kind of uh, uh, like fire protection magic or something like I don't I don't cast but uh, I've got plenty of things for me and he taps his chest and um, he casts mage armor on himself, um, but not a lot for you guys. Hey. Yeah, that's <laughs> just Lord, the whole party. It? Great. Yay! Funny old world, isn't it? That's English. So, you all follow the tracks that Becky can sort of inconsistently point out. Um, And it doesn't take long. You guys only have to go one or two dunes worth of distance when you crest the dune and you can hear these, like, low, guttural-like lizard... um, What's... Like droning, like imagine a more lizard-like sound com- that that like frogs make, but sharper and lower. Okay. Like lizard warbling. Yeah, like that. Hmm. And in the belly of this little dune, before you all, maybe maybe sixty feet away. Um, is five massive salamanders. Uh, Their backs aflame with active fire. Um, And the majority of the sand in the little valley there has been melted to glass. Uh, Like a thin sheet of it. Wow. Uh, Oh, these these aren't what... No, uh, this looks a lot like an appetizer, but uh, you guys go ahead. Uh, Have fun. I'm... I'm good. This isn't what we're here for. Sense it. Yeah, can we go around? 
I mean, they're not even in the way. Yeah, yeah they're as not. As far even- as well, you guys don't know. I'm saying this to Valandes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, this is like an easterly distraction. You you oh, know okay. that it's more northeast of here. Okay. Well, I'll turn the party and point. Said we don't really need them. We could go this way and just bypass the whole thing. All right. Yeah. Let's uh. You know. Let's go. Make a stealth check. Yay! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, net twenty. Nice. Twenty-four. And the people uh, that probably won't pass. Eighteen. Uh, that's a seven. Oh All right. So you guys all sort of, you know, back away, turn away. Uh, and then Becky, you just can't like your shoes aren't good for sand. And so you don't really slip or fall or anything, but like, you know, you lose your balance for a second and you have to like really slam your foot into the sand to stabilize and doing so just dis- dis- disturbs like a big amount of sand that flows down and the three salamanders each the size of like 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 a horse oh fuck not as tall grant mind you but like that if you guys have no idea what you're looking at it's like the size of a horse or like a bovine uh all three of them look up and let out this like uh and then they all belch balls of molten fire roll initiative Oh, good. Yay! It's a 12 from me. 18. 9. It's a 19 for Valen. One sec. Oh, God damn it. I don't know if I'm writing an instrument. Fuck. <laughs> you have a pencil down to you? Is that in the uh, last box that you guys have to unpack? No. <laughs> I knew I was missing. Oh, wait. Alright. Sorry about that. Future me. Uh, Valen Des, what is your initiative? Uh, 19. Uh, Becky? 9. Ahanzi? 12. And Thistle? 18. Alright, wow. This is actually super chill. First up, uh, you guys get surprised. So, um, everyone make uh, three deck saves as you guys are bombarded with these like orbs of molten fire. That's like 
mostly almost like flaming saliva. I have a 10, a 21, and an 18. Okay. A 21, a 4, and a 17. I'm at a 19, a 20, and a 19. Did we save these rolls? Yeah, I still have mine. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. And uh, 24, 16, and 14. All right. Um, how many uh, 13s or less did we get? I got uh, one. Just one for me. Okay. So only two people failed once? I believe so. Okay. So you two take 10 fire damage from the yeah. one you failed. Yeah. And then every... Uh, the other people take 5 from that one. And then everyone takes 5 damage. So 15 if you failed one, 10 if you didn't. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. Ow. That's in total. So... Cecil and Becky, you both failed one of the three saves, so take 15 in total. Yeah. Mahanzi uh, and Valendes just take 10. Got it. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so they sent out their initial volley, and then the other one um, burrows, like, rushes into the dune and burrows into the sand. Mm. Great. Okay. So uh, one of the burrows or all three of them? Just one. Just one. Okay. Um, Valandess, you're up. All right. Uh, Valand's going to shake off some of the fire, and uh, you notice that it didn't hurt him quite as much. Uh, I have resistance to fire. You give me a coat. Um, that was a while ago. And <laughs> he's going to... Um, Sprint to the right, um, 15 feet, and then point a finger at um, one of the salamanders, and uh, I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast uh, with three beams. I'm All right. cheer in the background when you do that. What was that? I want to cheer in the background when you do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, that's one nat 20. Okay. A 25 to hit. Yep. And a 16 to hit. Uh, so, yeah. Crit and two hits. So maximize mm -hmm. one and roll the other two. All right. So one is 14 force damage. Mm-hmm. Followed by... Six and another six. All right, so you all see uh, Valandes sort of like swiftly dash off to the side 
and let loose these three wicked bolts of embery energy. One uh, impacts the shoulder of the salamander. The other one impacts like the thigh, and then the the third one impacts like right in the right in the fattest part of its side belly, and burrows the deepest. Uh, and the salamander fucking pops. Gross. Just like. Okay. All right, your turn. <laughs> then that's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thistle, you're up. Um, what do I know about salamanders? And I ask that because I would like to cast a mirror image, but it says. You know, a creature is unaffected by this spell if it can't see, if it relies on senses other than sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I may have just been watching, like, too much Avatar and thinking of Toph, you know, being able to, like, sense things other than sight. Um, do do I know if salamanders, like, have anything like that? If you would like to make a nature check, which would yeah. be your action. Ah, fuck me. Nope, just gonna, I'm gonna do it. Uh... Yeah, so I'll cast mirror image three of myself. Four, I so three illusions of myself, so four of me. Okay. As someone who has been watching a lot of Avatar, Toph can't see well in sand. She learned. I mean, things being feeling or seeing things fuzzy, still knowing where to hit. We're not going to get into how. Fantasy blindness gets into things. No. Uh, do you do anything else with your turn? Fancy. Oh, I thought you said fancy blindness. That's my turn, too. I said fantasy. Uh, I don't got that plain Walmart blindness. All right. I got my blindness from Target. Fancy blindness. blindness. All right, so the last salamander is going to just belch another ball of fire um, at the most threatening one of you, which would be Valandess. Yep. Make another deck save. Let's see. Uh, 17. Alright, so counting your resistance, take two mm-hmm. fire damage. Okay. Can do. So half from the save and then half again. So two. Um, <clears throat> so you all notice that the salamander that just did that, um, it, its back is no longer on fire. Uh-huh. And then it uh, squarks. I just say that because it makes a sound like that. <laughs> uh, and then burrows into the sand down. Fuck. Uh, next up is a Hansi. About how far is the closest one that is still above sand? There is none. Oh, there are none. Yeah, Valandes blew up one of them, the first one that acted burrowed into the dune that you guys are at. 
Gotcha. And then the one that vomited that fireball just now uh, is out of fire, so it burrowed down. Uh, I am going to kind of shift about five closer to Valandus, and I will hold an attack for if one of the salamanders pops up. Within your reach? Yes. Which you do have a reach weapon, right? Uh, I don't think so, technically. Hold on, let me... Yeah, I know you're big, but if if you're using your maul, then no. No. No, I don't have a... Okay. I was going to say, I don't think it has that property. No. Uh, just like the polearms do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I know that, like, the halberds and... Uh, Becky... Um. All right, I got a weird turn for you. Uh, I'm gonna. I have 20 pounds of catablepus skin in my backpack. I'm gonna pull that out. Uh, and I don't know if it's just in strips or if it's in like one big thing that I have rolled up. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna make a. Uh, um. What's the best way? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to cover. I see. I don't know whether to cover myself or just put it under me because I don't know where the hell. The... I advise you. Very well. I am going to uh, surround myself. I'm going. I'm going to wrap it around myself like a very gross, wet, squishy, and probably pretty stinky blanket, in the hopes that it will uh, protect me from fire. Okay. Gaga. <laughs> So, so you cut open the womp rat and get inside. Yep. Um, uh, as uh, I'm assuming that's my action. I would say so. Yeah, okay. And uh, taking a potion is a um, is action. Action. Yeah. So, oh, but I have a I have a fighter thing that I can do with the bonus action. Forget what it's called. The second wind. I would like to use my second wind. And that would be. T- that's a D10 plus level, I think. Hey, roll 10. Yeah, double check me, but I think it might be D10 plus level plus, plus con mod? Yeah, so I have, uh, I have D10 plus 5. Nice. All right, well, that is pretty much everything. Back to you. Yeah, yeah buddy. All right, uh, let's see here. Meeny, meeny. Okay. Um, so out from the ground under thistle bursts the, uh, first, well, I guess you don't really know. Yeah, you do. Cause it's, cause it's back on, is on fire. Um, so a, a salandera bursts from the earth or the sand under thistle, um, trying to sort of you know from the depths sh- uh, bite you <laughs> uh, does a 16 hit you uh, yeah and then what does it have to do with mirror image um, okay so I'm going to roll a d20 I need to roll a 6 or above fuck me I rolled a 3 so it hits me okay 
It does seven damage. Uh. And you need to make a... Or, no, that's right. It It's grappled you. Okay. So this thing is, like, half out the ground and, like, has about half of your warlock in its mouth. Elk. Is it within striking distance of me? Uh, it would have been, but you moved away. Well. It's hardly... It, it moved away, or I moved. <laughs> Alright, so initiative is going to reset. And mm-hmm. uh, at the top here, it's that same salamander's turn. And it is going to start burrowing away, dragging the warlock. No. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it burrows down the dune, uh, and you can see its belly glows hot, and it makes that little swath of gold down uh, and away, and gets back down to the valley. Um, it's mostly actually under the sand now. And so you see, like, the top third of it, so it has partial cover, and then the majority of your warlock is just, like, hands and arms wailing, like, oh, sticking out of this thing's mouth. Oh, good. I'm not under the sand, so I can still breathe, right? Yes, but it's okay. going to take its action to clamp its mouth down and deal 1d6 to you. Ow! Oh, but I'll roll terrible and only do three damage. Thank you. Now it is Valandessa's turn. Great. All right. So this thing is completely submerged now, or it's mostly. Is it a piece? Okay, it's, so it's got partial cover. Now? So okay. if you're shooting at it, it's gonna. What is that again? Is that just disadvantage? I think it's uh, disadvantage. You can either. It depends on DM's choice. Like sometimes you can do the plus to its AC, or things Let's see. technically plus. Hmm. Okay, so okay, um, yeah, I'll just give it to two AC. That seems okay. Fair. All right. Um, how far away is it? Because I ran fifteen feet away, so twenty. 30? I would say. I mean, you moved fifteen feet laterally across the top of the dune. Mm-hmm. And then this thing just went back down to the base of the dune, so like sixty feet. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Fun. All right, that's fine. Um, I'm going to close one eye and point a finger again and Eldritch Blast again. All right. Let her rip. Hopefully, hopefully don't hit anything. <laughs> All right. I think... We got uh, 26, um, 23, and yeah. a 13. 13's probably going to miss. A 13 is going to miss, but the other two did hit. Nice. Okay, so uh, 10 damage on the first, and 8 damage on the second. All right, um, so that is that is going to do it. Uh, <laughs> right. The two bolts slam into the head. The first one, uh, you know... Like, almost like a large caliber bullet just like t- 
tears some of its skull off of it, which <laughs> makes the jaw open. Um, and then the second one slams into the collar of it, and uh, there's this, like, and, like, the sand near it just sort of, like, bubbles up for a second. Uh, but yeah, laying in the sand next to the remnants of a salamander skull and it's like shoulders is uh, Thistle. Yay. And uh, your party member has awoken. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> our paladin. Uh, Torin, played by James. Uh, to catch you up to speed, you guys were in the boss's office at the end of last session. He introduced you all to a drow named Valandess, and he told you all that he has a task that the boss said that you guys could handle, and so he is joining you to go kill a dragon. Alright. You are all in the middle of the um, Yalzar Majora uh, desert. You don't have any idea where the fuck you are, necessarily, but Valandess seems to know where to go. Okay. All right, well, I took care of two. There's one left, and it's up to you guys. For real. I believe in you. If you could. Maybe. Maybe kill this last one. Uh, you guys go off of initiative if you want. Uh, is, I, I mean, it's still burrowed down, right? Yeah, so it'll come back up eventually. As far as you know. I would like to set up my crossbow inside of my stinky sleeping bag. Okay. <laughs> I would like to get a, uh, uh, or a poncho, maybe. Stinky poncho. Okay. Um, that sounds like a bad biker name. Hey, guys. Stinky uh, poncho. For a truck driver. <laughs> Stinky poncho coming down the uh, all right, 95. All right, all right, anyway, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to set up my heavy crossbow inside of it, inside of my, uh, uh, my stinky poncho. And I will, uh, uh, hold a ranged attack, uh, if, if, some some bitch comes up out the out the sand. Some bitch in this case being a salamander. Yes. All right. Those. So salamanders wouldn't count as humanoid for a whole person, would they? No. No. They're no. salamanders. They would be or monster. They're 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 kind of like a lizard, which is in no way a person. All right, lizard folks are humanoid. Yes, because they are lizard, and the way for this, folk. <laughs> Dogs are people too, Haley. <laughs> All right. Sorry, that was just too good. Um, that was well done. All right. So, what now? I'm at the very least gonna go down and help Thistle and make sure she's fucking okay. Ow! I'll, I'll, I'll lift her up if she needs it. Uh, <laughs> Thistle uh, whinges in three versions of pain. Yeah, I'll do good, guys. Well, I told you fucking left them alone. Oh, I was gonna... And then I slip. 
Yeah, you did a great job of being sneaky. I appreciate you all. Uh, Valen's going to draw a short sword and then hold out his left hand, and you just watch a rapier appear in it. Um, I'm going to dig out a you know, healing potion. Um, mm, Do you have one? Yeah, yeah, I bought some a while ago. I was going to say, if you don't, I, I have several. I'll see one. Um, also a paladin. Truth. I mean, like, don't let me volunteer his spell slots for him, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, how bad is she looking? Ow. Ow. Oh, I got um, kind of like 10 health points. Worse, worse than any of us. On a scale of 0 to 30, she's at about a <laughs> 10. <laughs> I will go ahead. I'll use Lay on Hands and give her 15. Oh, thank you. And then I will also uh, cast Shield of Faith, giving her plus two to AC for the next ten minutes. All right. So, you know, he casts, you know, those abilities out. Um, and you guys are kind of, like, all on high alert, ready. And then one minute passes. And then two minutes pass. How long do you wait? I mean, forty seconds. might have fucked up. Sorry, there was two thoughts there at the same time. Um, I said like forty-five minutes would be my limit. Uh, well, Ahanzi is not that patient. My limit is ten. Yeah, I was gonna say as soon as my spell wears off, I think (laughs) my limit is about five, and then I start walking up fucking. Yeah, yes, whenever I mean, the casting gets done, Valen's going to say, I'd, we should get going. Uh, I don't know if it'll come back. Keep your weapons drawn if it does, but let's let's move on. I put my stinky poncho. <laughs> it's gross. It works for me. I'm not going to keep my sword. I'm going to keep my sword in my hand. All right. Um, so you guys you know, group back up and continue to head northeast. Uh, Valandes, over the course of an hour, you can feel the sort of pull in your chest begin to wane, um, indicating that you must be getting close. Okay. As in, like, we're there now, or? Or you will be soon. Right. All right, um... Well, I told you we're fighting a dragon. We're fighting a dragon. So, uh, we're very close. If there's anything that you would like to do to get ready to fight a dragon, you might want to do that. Um, it's much bigger than salamanders. Uh, it'll eat you faster than salamanders. Uh, they're much meaner, usually. We're dealing with a red dragon or a brass dragon? It's a copper dragon. Uh, okay. Hansi knows very little of what that would entail other than color, so... Hooray. Do I know, uh, do I know what kind of breath the uh, copper dragon is? I'm gonna say since you are in fact a dragonborn, um, but you're not that, uh, color in your scales, you can make a nature or survival check with advantage. Got it. 
I'm gonna do the same since like Ahanzi is just gonna rule off uh Frost and <laughs> rule off Frost and whatever the fuck poison <laughs> whatever Becky and Torin spit <laughs> is what she's <laughs> ruling out. But other than that she doesn't really care. <laughs> you said nature or survival? Yeah, since you guys are practically Okay. Uh, I got a 20 on my survival check. 19 survival. Okay. So. Uh, Thistle just say. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. So, you know that uh, copper dragons are. Uh, you know, they have all of the traditional things about dragons. They are woefully terrifying uh, to the faint of heart. Um, they are proficient in attacking with all forms of their person. Uh, the most eldest and such amongst them are capable of uh, immense like displays of durability uh, in terms of like being over being able to overcome traumatic and and horrible effects, but. To answer the question you were looking for, you know that their breath weapon is a line that's over 40 feet uh, that does acid damage. Nice. Also know that if this is a particularly old copper dragon, those elder copper dragons can also um, manipulate their breathing uh, weapon into a, a big cloud and wind of gas that uh, if it can't be sustained like can't be with like withstood will induce uh, altered perceptions of reality and the people that suffer from this gas, will often be seen as sluggish or unperceptive and slow. So he has Genjutsu. No, I, I mean, he's, he's got, like, slow. Yeah. I'm going to take my stinky poncho out. Um, I don't... Here's here's another question for you, Dungeon Master. The, uh, the Catoblepus, I just looked it up on the phone... I don't know if you have the same stats I do. Uh, they have resistant poison. I have resistance to poison damage. Would, would wearing this skin, even if it's unrefined, give me any additional protection? I wouldn't say that it does in uh, its current state. Okay. Perhaps it could be refined to the point where, like, it could, but uh, it wouldn't do anything more than your innate bloodline has already provided. Could I use it, like, let's say I'm I'm wearing it and I get splashed with acid, throw it away and do some of the damage I take from acid? I suppose. If you wanted to, like, hold an action to, like shield yourself with the hide 
I would allow that. Okay. I will not tell you what benefit it's going to yield, but you 100% could do that. Okay. Uh, well, if we're, if, are, are we stopping for a short rest or any anything to make preparations? That's up to you guys, as far as I know. Feels like stop fighting. I want to just, like, say a kind of quick prayer to my patron, and not even, like, asking for anything or giving any platitudes, more of just a, like, hey, I don't want to die. Please don't let me die. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Roll like a, a d20. Roll a d20, you said? Okay. Yeah. 15. Okay. Do you feel better? Yes. Good. Prayer. I would like to. I also, in my bag, have some wire. Uh, I'd like to try to, I guess, use the wire to, to make this more like manageable and cloak like, as opposed to like a giant skin flap. Yeah, as opposed to a giant mm -hmm. skin. I mean, okay. Uh, Just like a real rough, rough job. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know how much time you want to put into this in the middle of the desert with the sun beating the shit out of you, but. Not that much. Like, you, you know, like, just like, like a, a quick little, like, I don't know, like, attach, like, a, a wire on it in a way that, like, I could hang it on myself a little bit easier. Sure. Actively hold. Yeah, you can, you can bring up, like, a simple, like, choker on it. So you can just, like, drape it on your back. Alright. It's I not will, pleasant, but it's it's there. Yeah. Torrin will actually take a brief moment to uh to pull out his in like off the side in private, his um reliquary small piece of what looks like a, a platinum dragon scale. Um and just issue a small prayer to Bahamut. Also, give me just a raw D twenty. Uh, 13. Okay. Do you feel better? He feels, uh, yeah, he feels a little bit better. Small connection, again. Right on. Um, okay, so with Valandes having cast Mage Armor, Becky taking some time to sort of rig up this uh, cloak, um, you guys sort of crest another dune, and in the distance between you and the next dune, and slightly to the side, you see a large, red, rusted iron door. Just sort of, like, imagine like a hobbit hole. In, it's like that, into the dune, except it's tilted in. So it's For flush with the dune. Goddamn life, I want this to work. I cast Thaumaturgy. To open the door. Okay. Um, do you have to be close to the door to do that? I don't know. We'll read the spell. I think it's like 30. Could be wrong. I'm pulling it up. How do you spell it? T-H-A-M? Yeah. yeah. 30 feet range. Okay, so you'll need to approach the door to do that. I approach the door. Do we check for... Huh. Do you check for what? 
I was gonna say traps, but I mean, already won. Nope. All right. Um. So, you guys, uh, sort of approach the door, and you can see very easily, um, that uh, it's a, it's a pretty big door, and then. You know, nothing, there's nothing fancy. Like, you don't approach it, and then you hear, like, who goes there? It's just idle as the sun. So, if no one interrupts, this will cast Thaumaturgy. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you command the door to open, and you almost feel it resist, but then you realize that that resistance is coming in the form of the rust caked on the doors. Uh, and as you all sort of, in your own different levels of, you know, hearing prowess, hear the these, like, cracks, crunches, and then these two doors heave open and blast out this old, dusty air. Cooler than the surrounding area. So you're sort of washed over with this wave of cool air with just a dank, dusty smell. I sneeze as a free action. Okay. There Uh, was no super obvious writing on the door or anything at a... uh, uh, Other than the, like, massive, like, way too for even you to, like, put your hands on handles. Other than that, this thing just looks like a giant cellar door. Very simple design. They must know we're here now, so in we go. After you all, this is your job. In I go. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll have my crossbow ready to go. Fine. <clears throat> Alright. Uh, as you guys enter, you see this. You guys enter from the bottom, the red bar. Uh, going into this massive, I mean, when I say massive, I literally do mean that for like the first time ever. It's like, uh, you know, 60 feet wide hallway that these doors open up into. And these doors were almost as big as the hallway, mind you. Um, But it's like the 60-foot-wide hallway with uh, a similar-sized door on the left, a larger door on the right, and a similarly large as the second door, but not as big, in the back left. This whole hallway is fine-cut stone. It's actually cool to the touch. You can feel the difference in the temperature of the stone down here from the sands outside. You know when, like, you're wearing shoes at, like, the beach and eventually, like, you can feel the heat sort of stab through your insoles? Yeah. yeah. That's like this. It's such a shocking difference from what you've been walking on all day. You can feel it's almost, it's not, like, icy cold, mind you, but the difference feels like it is. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, and every 30, 40 feet along the walls are these massive braziers, uh, embering a very gentle but bright flame that illuminates the hall with this, like, soft green-red light. I'm going to kind of carefully enter, but look back at Valanes. What? I'm sorry, you cut out. I I was just asking, uh, what what is this place? Is this... Ah, shit, fucking microphone. Hold still, damn you. Um, is, is this... Where this goddamn lizard lives? It would seem so. I haven't been here before. Um, I will say it's a good room to fight a dragon in. Oh. As far as rooms to fight dragons in go. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Uh, I'll... Thaumaturgy again, make my voice loud. Hey, dragon! Oh. Hey, dragon, dragon, dragon! I immediately get behind Thistle. I'm fighting in this room. Like I make sure that Thistle is in front of me at all times. <laughs> Does uh, anything I, happen as a result of that? No, not a thing. I am going to round on Thistle and just kind of bear down on her for a minute and say. If we die because of something stupid like that, I swear my spirit will <laughs> I swear I'll haunt you. Uh, whether or not... I'm I'm very much on edge right now. Uh, and, and any surprises like that from you, I, I may accidentally shoot you. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to give you a friendly warning. Um, so, as you guys sort of discuss and bicker back and forth, you all feel different. You, you, you're, you're not sure if you're getting bigger, or is this whole place getting smaller? Can so when I... you sort of first stepped into the hall, you felt like an ant in a giant's home. And after only being in here for a minute, you feel like this is just like a 15 foot wide, you know, 30, 40 foot, like deep hallway with a couple of regular sized doors. Is there a check I can make to see if we're on drugs? Sure. What Uh, would that be? Constitution check? Maybe medicine check? I think my constitution is probably better than my medicine. Um, not by much. I mean, that's only a six. Alright. Yeah, you have no idea. You think you're good, though. Um, anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
So the larger double doors on the right, one of them creaks open slowly. And like I said, you guys sort of are perceiving this place as if it was, you know, human sized. What steps out of the side door is a old man in a gray and white robe uh, holding a, uh, a mug that has visible steam on it. And he's wearing very large, comfy looking slippers. And he just sort of looks down the hall at you all and seems to be very intently squinting his eyes. And as he says, uh, Do I have guests? That's where I'll be ending things tonight. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> nice. God damn it. <laughs> So I hope you all enjoyed your your uh, little two part guest session with our our guest player Winters here playing Valandess. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to join us for the second part of this when we here. have that session. Um, so of course I've been your dungeon master, Kenny. We had our guest <laughs> who just posted. Uh, Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit in the chat. <laughs> uh, we had our warlock. Hello, this is Thistle, who makes the best ideas. <laughs> our paladin. Uh, Torrid, played by James. Our fighter. Becky, played by uh, Tyler. And our barbarian. Ahanzi, played by Melanie, who might want to kill Thistle? Not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, goodbye everybody. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, Good night. Goodbye.